This is New York's Asset Protection Roundtable with Ted Alatsis of Alatsis Law Firm. Our mission at Alatsis Law Firm is to assist you with the three pillars of protection, preserving your assets, providing you help, and protecting your future. Hello and welcome in. This is New York's Asset Protection Roundtable, a three pillars of protection program. I am Ben George. He's Ted Alatsis, attorney and counselor law at the Alatsis Law Firm. In Brooklyn, New York. You can find them online at alatsislawfirm.com. Ted got a good show. Jumping into the mailbag once again. I know you like uh, sorting through some of these different scenarios that we talk about on the show from time to time. Absolutely. Love love to hear from the public and, and try to answer those questions if we can. So we'll do that today. If you have questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. Alatsislawfirm.com. We can point, bring them on the show if you prefer to just shoot a message to the team and we can try to answer them here. But if you just want to talk uh, directly with Ted, you can always do that by calling 718-233-2903 and begin your estate planning process that way or just any needs that you might have. That's a great place to start. So we're going to dive into the mailbag here in just a second, but I want to begin with a little legalese of the day. We try to pull a term that you might have come across at some point while you were maybe researching estate planning or maybe have had a conversation or two about estate planning, but I didn't quite understand what it mean. So today's, we talk power of attorney quite a bit um, as part of our discussions here on the show, Ted, but what exactly is durable power of attorney? So a durable power of attorney is the one that we use generally, right? And that power of attorney is essentially, it provides uh, a blank check or provides a specific enumeration of your, um, the authority you give someone to, to act on your behalf. What makes it durable is that if you were to become incapacitated, as the principal, the power of attorney would continue. So it it is you know beneficial to have a durable power of attorney because at the most in most circumstances um, you're going to want you're going to want your agent to act when you can't. Um, and so having a durable power of attorney is a tremendous advantage in that because if you didn't if it wasn't a durable power of attorney if you became incapacitated you no longer were capable of expressing yourself then having the power of attorney would be useless because they would not be able to act. So durable makes it. You know, it, val- it makes it um, effective and continues to be effective when and if you become incapacitated. So, when we talk about power of attorney, are we just to be assumed that we're talking about a durable power of attorney? It's not to be assumed, but generally speaking, at least in New York, um, the durable power of attorney is the preferred form okay. um, that's used. So, yeah. So, so for the most part, the likelihood is pretty good that it's going to be that durable power of attorney, but it has to say, has to specify that it's a durable power of attorney. Okay. So I guess there are definitely circumstances when you wouldn't want your power of attorney to continue on, but it seems like for the most part, people would want that to be uh, to, to be in place to last should you need that and become ill or incapacitated. So it's good to clear up the durable power of attorney. All right, let's jump into the mailbag again. If you have questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. AlatsisLawFirm.com or over the phone at 718-233-2903. First question here, Ted, comes from Harper, who says, I'm recently married, but we don't have a, don't have children yet. Does it ever make sense to plan for kids, which we want to have in the future, even though we don't have children yet? Is that something that can be done? Harper, great question and congratulations. First of all, so look at, at the end of the day, you know the power of the the, the um, estate plan that you make in order to have validity has to you know, at least make sense when you make it, right? So if you don't have children yet, you know, and and you start talking about children, you you have uh, it could raise capacity issues, it could raise other issues that you, that could come along. So it makes more sense to wait to plan for children when they're actually there. 
you know, that makes more sense. That doesn't mean you shouldn't plan at all. I mean, you certainly should plan some, and there should be a, at least a plan in place with your spouse for what happens to the two of you. But um, I, it makes more sense to, you know, have an estate plan that reflects your current situation, not the future situation that you may have as those needs may change, right? So you have one child, let's say you have twins, let's say you have three, you know, so, so, you know, there may, there may be circumstances later that may change the, your estate plan and you're going to have to change it anyway. So I would recommend, you know, certainly waiting at least until the children are born before you start mentioning them in your estate plan. Yeah. Great to be thinking about that right now, but not really necessary to take any action on that in your estate plan is what you're saying then. Yes, exactly. Okay. Great question, Harper. Thank you for that. And, and best of luck with you. Uh, for the children in the future, should you choose to have those. All right, Olivia is up next. I'm trying to decide on who will be my executor in my power of attorney. I know who I would trust right now, but that person is older than I am. So what do I do when I'm afraid that he will be dead by the time I need him to take over? Olivia, that's a great question. And you know, we run into this, you know, people will come in and they'll want to do an estate plan and you know, the fiduciaries, executors, trustees, whoever they they select are all older than than they are. And, you know, let's dispel for a, a notion the idea that just because someone's older than you, they may pass away before you. Modern medicine has has taught us nothing if it hasn't taught us that age is just a number. Um, so that doesn't necessarily guarantee that that person is going to pass away before you do. Now, in the event that there is a change like that to your executor, that your exec, your proposed executor passes away or something like that, you should, you know, then at that point, certainly change your estate plan to reflect the current situation. In our previous podcast, we talked about life events of other parties that may have that may affect your estate plan. Well, this would be one of them, right? If your fiduciary, your trustee, your executor is not around any longer and you need to change that, that would be a time to to change your estate plan. You could also provide uh, in your estate plan for substitutes and alternates and people to succeed in the position in the event that your primary person were to pass away. So there are options, but let's not assume for a second that you know age in and of itself is a definitive factor in determining you know who who's going to survive whom. If there was a change certainly in the status of your executor, then by all means that would be a time to change your estate plan or at least modify it. Yeah, we talked about adapt when you need to adapt your plan and and things that uh, that pop up during life that require you to sit down and actually have a conversation and make some adjustments and updates to your plan. Uh, how often is this a common situation though, Ted? That, that somebody might have a power of attorney that's older than them. Um, I, I'm sure a couple of years is not a big deal, but I guess talking ten or fifteen, ten, twenty years is that is that normal? Yeah, it, it happens. Um, so I mean, often is a tricky word, right? But uh, it it happens more often than you think. Um, you know, a lot of times someone will come in and their most trusted people are their parents. Um, so it's not uncommon to have parents as trustees or executors or guardians. Um, but let's say, you know, you have parents as guardians of your, your children, for example, they're, as as they get older, um, and depending on how old they are, you know, the, the likelihood is that that's going to be a little bit more challenging, certainly. So it's common. It does, it does happen often. And that's why it's generally recommended that you have a contemporary or someone you know, maybe maybe a little bit younger than you, but is mature enough to handle the responsibilities of executorship or trusteeship or guardianship to be at least, you know, part of the mix in in your estate plan. All right. Great question. Thank you for that, Olivia. All right. Let's go to this one from Nick, who says, I own multiple properties, rentals, a beach house, a cabin in the woods, and my main house. I'm retired, so I spend significant time in three different states throughout the year. Do I need an attorney in each state? And and where do I even start with this? 
Wow, that's a Nick. That's a great question. Um, you know, and and it's a good problem to have, right? You know, having having an estate that's spread out all, all over the country, and being in multiple states. I mean, that's a terrific problem to have. So, you know, look, I think it's important that you consult with a lawyer in the state in which you live, right? That that you start with that, and you have a conversation with him or her about your planning your estate and what it is that you you want to to happen to your estate, and then that attorney can certainly reach out to attorneys in other states to try to get a sense of how your wishes can be implemented in those other states. You know, we're, we're part of a collegial group as part of uh, our estate planning program. And, you know, we have uh, affiliations with attorneys throughout the country and we can, we can reach out to them for advice and consultation um, and even engagement if we need to, um, to assist in planning in other states as well and kind of integrate your plan to fit your wishes. Most states do follow the same rules and follow the same procedures. And so there are lots of things that you can do, you know, from your home based state for the most part. But it's important to to have, you know, an estate plan estate planning attorney who has access to those types of resources to help you. But you don't necessarily need an attorney in every state, um, certainly, uh, based on that. Great, uh, great question. And also point you to a past episode we talked about. Uh, a lot of those same similar questions, Nick, if you have multiple homes or travel a lot or, you know, just having uh, questions about estate planning for different states. We, we touched on that in a recent episode, so make sure you check that out when we get done. But if you have any questions, again, best place to start is by visiting alatsislawfirm.com. You'll see a big button there on the front, a few of them. Uh, you can learn more about Ted if you want to do that, but you can also download their free guides right there. Some great help for you if you're looking for some estate planning uh information and and kind of guidance there but also you get there's a blue button to schedule a consultation so if you want to sit down actually go through that process begin having those conversations that is the best place to start just a quick reminder ted for anyone that does that what that first initial meeting's like yeah so when when you come in for a consultation we sit down we go over your existing estate plan if you have one and we kind of do a deep dive and give you a sense of what it is that you know we can help you with and really do a, an analysis of what it is that you're looking to accomplish with your estate plan and then you know when you know by the time the meeting's over we'll have offered you three separate you know possible scenarios that could assist you and you know you'll have a choice to proceed with one of the three or none of the three if you choose um, but certainly, you know, we'll give you a sense of of what it is that uh, we can help you with and how we can accomplish those goals for you. And we also like to, you know, encourage people if if they're, uh, you know, interested in learning more. You know, we have um, workshops every two every couple of weeks. Um, you can find out about our workshops. They're, they're totally free. They're you know, they're registering for them on our website. Um, they're available by Zoom and in person. And um, you know, it's a great way to educate yourself about estate planning and the different things that are available to you and um, and how we can protect your stuff in three easy steps. So uh, I certainly encourage people to do that as well. Um, and it's a great primer for your initial consultation with us. So All right. that, uh, that that's how it goes. Awesome. Very good. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. We got more to come. Please hit subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you check out the website, alatsislawfirm.com for, for free guides this podcast and video content and much, much more. Ted, as always, we appreciate your time today. Hope you have a good week. You too, Ben. Talk to you soon.
information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.